This is a Pivotal Conversations podcast. You can then sort of become entrapped to your community yeah. and they sort of dictate terms. Do I know you disagree no, no. with this. I don't. Yeah. I don't. I think it's I think it's the wrong way to look at it. Yeah, exactly. You're already yeah. trapped to your audience. Yeah, yeah, like yeah, yeah. You're kidding yourself if yeah. you think you're not. It's yeah. what you I do every day. You spend six hours a day on your phone, yeah. posting every day, yeah. capturing your whole life. Yeah. You're already doing it. Now you're just getting paid fucking sit back bank. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So this it's perspective. Is, All right, so we are here for the. Um, originally, we planned the business of blockchain mini series. It's not going to be a mini series; it's going to be an episode. Um, so, I want to introduce. We've got our producer John, who doesn't have a camera today, but um, you'll be able to hear him. Hello, hello, DJ John on the dirt. Where I'm sitting here with Brados as well, um, host of the Investors Podcast. Also, my OG. Where's that coming from? Friends and so. That wasn't me. That it's, was you. Yeah, I'm gonna, I'm gonna get rid of that. Um, <laughs> and then we're sitting here with the the wonderful Danielle Weber. 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 One <laughs> <laughs> B. Is it one B? It's one B. Is that the? How embarrassing! I swear you've said it Weber before, didn't you? Last yeah, time? but you know what? I th- actually think I backtracked on that. Mm, maybe. I always thought because I know, like never introduce people with names because I just say like I just ask you how to say your name like a million yeah, it's times just nicknames. and it's like the most well what do you want me to say <laughs> I can't say like you know like everyone's like oh like Danielle's artwork yeah and I'm like I oh, kind of that's not that's a bit rude yeah you know what I hey, mean when yeah. it, whenever I go but get it's a not coffee. as rude as getting it wrong <laughs> right yeah. so so maybe I should have just went with it whenever nah. I go get a coffee I always um, use the name Steve really? it's just easy easy you can't stuff that up no nah. no nah. Braden's hard. It is actually. You know what? Because people can't spell it. Yeah. And it's just that. Well, it's like, is it the O? Is it the A? Exactly. Is it the E? Exactly. So I just go with Steve. It's, it's all right. Easy. You know what, though? Like, it's great I, until I, you forget that you said that. <laughs> I've, I've had that a couple of times. My local, I went in one day and I was like, my name's Brayden. And they're like, wait, we thought your name was Steve. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. Then I had to go through the whole backstory of why my name's Steve. That's so funny. Not no, good. you're forgiven. It's all right. We're yeah. But you can just call me Webs. Call me D-Webs. D-Webs. <laughs> Webs. I like D-Webs. We'll go with D-Webs. Cool. That's easy. That's easy. D-Webs. D-Webs fine. <laughs> <laughs> Everything and anything. We'll do D-Webs. There's worse, trust me. So, <laughs> all good. Um, we can go by your um, your Discord. Uh, Tracer. <laughs> yeah. Oh. Yeah, my Discord name. At least I know who that I is. I made a real, like, I, I think I signed, up to, <laughs> yeah, I signed up to Discord ages ago, yeah. like, not thinking that I would ever actually use it. Mm. And now I'm, like, using it and I haven't and changed like, my name. Oh, that's awkward. I've got an MSN name for my Discord. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Uh, best friends forever. You know, like, <laughs> XO, XO, Best friends forever. Uh, D-Webs, Brados, <laughs> Johnny Boy, oh and Hearts. You don't think of those things. It's so like it's like Twitter. Like when I signed up years ago, I was like DW underscore artworks. And I'm like, why did I do that? Like, why would you do that? And but yeah, you just think like, oh, yeah, I'll just sign up as you go. And you don't realize that it might become a thing. Young and immature. You're just mm. naive. You don't know any better. <laughs> oh, oh, I'll top, take that one. <laughs> top, top, <laughs> top friends. Top friends on MySpace. Oh, that Jeez, caused wasn't that a thing. so many problems. Oh, 100%. Lost friends over that. Yeah. Yeah. And then there was always that one friend who just loves to stir the shit. Yeah. <laughs> so they just put you, they, they, they drop you down three spaces. <laughs> yeah. 
It's like, what have I done? And just wait for you to message them. <laughs> Far out. They Meanwhile, the you've, you've gone and had to get like some psychology and. Oh, mate. You, you know, that's you, the. You get in contact with the family member and be like, oh, is he okay? <laughs> What's wrong? Have I done something? Really, though. Can you like, speak to him for me? Little did we know, like, that was, that was like almost a status thing back then. Oh, man. That's crazy. Just in a different way like oh here's my top friends who's the cool this is kids. a good leeway into what yeah, we're talking you. about today thank you very much because i i founded that my stuff up brought <laughs> us here <laughs> <laughs> yeah i'm the reason we're here <laughs> uh, anyway what we're going to be talking about on the podcast is the business of blockchain right so so we're obviously in an ever-changing world uh it's crazy at the moment um and there's just a heap going on um and we're talking about things such as NFTs. We're talking about, you know, cryptocurrency. We're talking about social tokens. And, and really, I think what we're seeing is the, the evolution of, you know, Web3, right? Which is, you know, in a nutshell, without kind of diving too deep into it, you had Web1, which is, was just the basic level of the internet, which was like websites and these kind of things. And then you have Web2, which is where you can start to actually interact. And that's where we've seen the birth of social media. Mm-hmm. Uh, and now what we're looking at is is Web3, which is, you know, what it seems to be is all about value, yep. right? So so how can we create more value or, or extract more value? And and it's, it's almost the internet of value. So, um, you know, you're going on a bit of a journey with it. We, we've been talking about this for a while now. I think the yep. first time we caught up. Yeah. Was that back in like April, was it? Yeah, or something yeah. Something like that. Yeah. Um, so Very I thought thought it would be great for you to come in and, and, and join the conversation and, and share your insights and, yeah. and, and we can kind of discuss that as well. Um, but yeah, w- what we want to do is start to unpack some of this for, for the listeners and, and kind of share our, share our insights. You know, you're, you're, you're creating NFTs. Yeah. Um, me and Brados have, have been buying them um, and, and, you know, just investing in them for no other reason other than to learn. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so, you know, it, and, and we're, we're, the demand on this is huge. Like yeah. everybody's been asking about it. The, you know, I had someone reach out today saying, hey, I really love the podcast. The crypto stuff is awesome. I'd really like for you guys to do an, an episode on NFTs. And I was like, well, you got that FOMO coming through, in, yeah. isn't it? Everyone's yeah. just getting in on the hype. Well, we were probably in the FOMO stage when we spoke about it March, April. Um, so this is probably a perfect representation of how long we have been learning. Was your influence when uh, Beeple uh, sold yeah, his? Yeah, essentially that, that was, the, I guess, the, the, the I, I was aware of it because, like, you know, I've been in, into crypto for a few years now and I was sort of aware of like how the blockchain was um, mm. shifting and everything and, and what was going on. But um yeah, the, like the, that is probably a perfect example of like we haven't just, you know, been studying it for the last week. It's been like, what, six months, eight months mm. and we're still sort of sitting here like, do we know, like, do we know anything about this space? Mm. It's so crazy. There's so much to learn and um, I believe that I do want to sort of, yeah, so like uh, you, uh, like as you said, like you, you're, you guys are buying and just sort of learning through that way and I'm learning from a completely different um, mm. yeah, standpoint as well. Them. So whereas I'm still trying to sort of learn and buy it too, but it's like how much can you cover? There's so much to take in. So, um, yeah, exciting. Uh, it's de- I, I, you know, the, the, the biggest draw card for me is, opp- is the opportunities. You mm. know, like I, I heard Gary Vee talking about this the other day and he kind of was saying that the you know, last time he's been this bullish – on yep. something was at the very social beginning medias. of social media yeah. and yep. 
you know, I kind of think the same thing. I think we're about to see business models just flip on their head again. Yeah. Um, and, and that's why I'm willing right now to invest. You know, mm-hmm. I'm willing to go without going too hard, go, okay, well, I've got a budget. Yeah. I'm going to, and I'm going to use that budget for learning. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I'm willing to, to sacrifice that because I want to progress here. You know, for me, it's I want to understand the business side of it. I want to understand the application. One, because, you know, we're in the business education kind of side of things. Totally. Um, but two, we also want to incorporate a lot of it in what we're doing here. And, and yeah. we do definitely do have plans to. So it's a very exciting space. And, um, Got to be. Re- Got to also realize though, that what is currently out there is very much the first use of what these things will actually end up being. So, yep. just have to put that out as a disclaimer that probably ninety-seven or something percent of what's what's in there is probably going to go to zero. So, yeah. and I think that's a good segue into kind of going, okay, well, what actually is an NFT? Um, yeah. And f- you know, from my understanding, and we can kind of all have our say on this because mm-hmm. I think. I think we might come maybe with some different perspectives, totally. but you know, for me, it's it's a it's a, a a a it's basically a token that exists on the blockchain, right? And and mm-hmm. and that's a digital representation um, of a contract. So you know, a contract is something that you can sign when you're doing business. A, a contract can be signed, you know, when, like. Um, it could be literally anything. You could be a ticket to a, a sporting game. It could be. Um, you know, it could be it could be anything to do with business whatsoever, mm-hmm. right? So then, um, what really is important to understand with an NFT is that there's an uh, that underlying contract, mm-hmm. right? So what people see at the moment is obviously the artwork, mm-hmm. uh, and that you know that has its own utility, right? So great artwork is is what's catching the eye at the moment, and to some people, you know, like the art the art world, um, it it is something that a lot of people really value and see value and yeah yeah but it's really like any other contract in the in the real world what what is that contract actually governing what what's what's attached to that yeah um and and what kind of participation does that allow what kind of um access does that allow what's the utility on the back end and and that's basically what how i see it right is is an nft is is a contract that exists digitally yeah um you know we're kind of moving away from the paper side of things and moving into digital, which means there's a lot more application. Yeah. Um, and, and that's where it's different to social tokens, whereas social tokens, NFT stands for non-fungible token, mm-hmm. which means that it's unique. It, it can't be replicated, whereas yep. a normal social token or just a token in general, um, usually they're all the same. So yep. they all have the same rights, the same access, uh, whereas an NFT can create different access. Yeah. Well said. What about yourself? Love so, so because yeah. you, I feel like you come at this from a creator, a, a creator, yeah. you know, like a yeah. real, like like artsy, and 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 that's like I'm yeah. so far from that, like yeah. to be honest, like so I, I'm interested to hear, you know, your what got you into this, yeah, um, and how do you see it now? Like, how are you thinking about it for your own career? Totally, yeah. I mean, I think, and that's I will highlight, like that's what I'm trying not to do, like just come in from a one-dimensional standpoint like I'm an artist and this is the benefits from an artist or a creator's point of view um so I will highlight that like I am trying to learn from like you know and and that's where I've seen that there needs to be community and there needs Mm. to be value and it's like hang on this isn't all about the creator and what we can benefit from it but for me um I mean you've pretty much explained like the the value in it and the irreplaceable standpoint um that it's a one-off and um, look, that's something for me that 
I thought would never change in the art world. You know, I'd create these original pieces that would hold a higher value as opposed to prints and, and things that um, – so I guess it's kind of like symbolic to how you've explained social tokens. You know, you've got your original artwork and then you've got your prints itself for a lesser value, but you can make many of them, mm. limited editions or just um, unlimited. But that also sort of drives the value of the original as well, totally. don't they? Yes, yeah. And that's why people would always say like, oh, but if there's a million like orig- – um, prints out there like doesn't that decrease the value i said well no it actually increases the value of the original exactly because they're the only one that has that one-off original mm. so and it, it's that social status of owning the i've got the one off exactly yeah yeah so for me um when i first you know <laughs> when i i guess as you said people was uh people was I guess like okay what's going on here like did you follow Beeple before he got into digital work I was aware of his work but I didn't I'm also I was aware that he was working with like big brands Mm -hmm. um like Louis Vuitton and doing like yeah but I didn't know much about him I've sort of just been like um following him since then and just he's he holds himself so well and he's had a crazy career um and the dedication years the dedication yeah yeah. Crazy. No wonder it went for as much as what it did. Oh. What was it? Like, a da- like? it is so hard to put out work, let alone one a day. Like, yeah, one a day. And as much as people years. think it's easy, like, it is not. Mm. It is not. Um, so, yeah, so I guess I saw that happen. It's like, okay, there's something greater happening here. And, and I mean, yeah, so what Kyle says, like, you've got it's, – it's the value in it. But from a creative, a creative point of view, I've always been big on – showing artists that you know an art business can be multifaceted and it can be it doesn't have to be one dimensional you're just selling one piece of artwork and that's it because we don't want to be working our asses off to see the the artwork go and then there's nothing else that sort of is trailing behind so I believe that creatives do deserve to have you know passive incomes and other um, incomes in their business that allows them to then enjoy their work more so in turn so when I saw this I was like this is this is another way that people can expand their craft. Like, this is crazy. And as much as I was resistant because I'm like, oh, it's like more tech and, and I'm, you know, I'm, I'm naturally not a tech person. So I was like, nah, this is, this is it. This is what we're going to dive in. And I was like, oh, I'm just going to release my first NFT. But when I sort of started looking into it, I was like, wow, like this is about building communities, another community, another space for people to express themselves and, um, and then I guess the beauty of it was it makes sense to me because like I've never seen, you know, value in designer clothes and designer handbags and it's exactly what this comes down to. People see value in an artwork and they're like, but they don't have the physical thing and it's just like, well, that's your emotional belief. That's subjective. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I guess to me that's like from a creative point of view of how I see it and how I see the value in it and how, um, how why it's so exciting for me. And obviously there's a lot more I could say, but I guess that's, yeah, I figured – I won't tap into too much about what you said. I try to, you know, um, offer a different perspective. I think, like, you know, one thing that, like, was going off in my head is, like, you know, uh, gatekeepers. Yeah. Right? Like, I, I would assume as an artist, you know, like, you've kind of gone a different journey, but how yeah. many people take that journey? Do you yeah. know what I mean? Like, yeah. how many people actually do that? Yeah. Um, and, and, and I think about it from this perspective. I'm like, well, what what are your other opportunities as mm. an artist? Mm. You know, like, yeah. like you've got to get, you've yeah. probably got to hit a big in a gallery or, totally. or something like that. Whereas, yeah. like, you know, and and 
I feel like what this is doing is removing those gatekeepers. Yeah. And I even, I, you know, I even think about it more from like a social media perspective, like from a like like business. It's like you know, um, I was talking to um, Jamie Smith from Melbourne Strength Culture the other day. Mm-hmm. So just a good friend of mine, uh, and 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 he put up this thing, and it's like they got shadow banned you know, on Instagram for like, mm. for nothing. Yeah. You know? And it's like, like Instagram can move the goalpost yeah. at any point in exactly. time. And it's like. Well, look what happened when I was coming last week and Instagram was down. Mm. We were like, oh. Joe Pompliano uh, <laughs> had a video with Plan B uh, taken off YouTube. Like his whole channel was taken wow. down. Because of this interview with Plan B about Bitcoin. That's crazy. Yeah, and that's what I mean. Yeah. It's like it removes those gatekeepers, it does. And, yeah, and it removes the you know the like it it'll, it puts the power back in the creator's hand yeah. and allows them to directly collaborate yeah. with their community with their fans and yeah. kind of gives you this other mechanistic the way. Other, to do it. The other solution that it's really solved is those secondary payments as well. Yeah. So any time that you uh, someone resells that uh, that. Uh, picture that you have created, yeah. you'll actually be able to receive Royal some cheese. sort of benefit from yeah. that. Yeah. Whereas Never currently before. you can't do that. Yeah. And I mean, it's it's consistent to what I have always been doing. I've never exhibited through a gallery. I've never had a middleman. So I've essentially like taken that path from a long time ago. And this is this is exactly what, what NFTs are doing. Mm. Um, for the artists who haven't, you know, ha- who have been exhibiting through, I'm not saying there's anything wrong with it, but... I've never had that middleman. So um, it's consistent in what I believe in. I just felt like I'm like, you know what, why would I give a gallery 50% when I can just cut that out and deal with my clients? It makes it more personal. It makes it, um, I guess, more special. And then that, that there's the value in it as well. You're mm. not dealing with a gallery. You're dealing with the artists themselves. So Yeah, it's, it creates hope, right? Like yeah. It's like, you know, yeah. I think about gamers. I think about artists. It's like, you know, how many people didn't get those opportunities yeah. or like left those industries because, you know, it's frowned upon because yeah. it's like, okay, well, you're never going to make money there or you're never going to, you know, like why are you chasing that for? Like go yeah. to university, get a job. Mm. It's like, you know, we're starting to see it give those people hope and I mm. think that's – it's creating more value out of nothing, mm. right? Yeah. So, so you know, because previously this value didn't exist because there wasn't that utility available. So. Yeah. It's creating more value, which is allowing more opportunity for, for people um, and, and more so for p- the people who probably didn't have the opportunity previously. They're, that's who we're seeing, you know, like yeah. who's the first person to take – like I've always said this, right? Innovation comes from inequality. Yeah. Like it is – it comes from less opportunity. Yeah, it's like where's those gaps? Yeah. Where, where are those gaps? That's yeah. how innovation comes. It comes from like hardship, you know, like – that's why we're seeing Bitcoin, you know, El Salvador, you know, Brazil's looking at it. We're seeing these other countries yeah. being the quickest to move yeah. and driving that innovation. And, yeah. and you know, you think about NFTs, like the first use case is artwork. Mm. It's definitely not going to be the last, but it, it, it's creating more value for people in those situations yeah. who had the difficult, you know, that the, the path left less travelled, who, who had it a little bit more difficult than potentially other industries. And you watch, like, the last industries to come around will be the ones that are the most advanced, that it's have the most, you know, like, it'll be a lot of these services, right? These mm. kind of... Um, like, oh, let's just jump Yeah, these old now. money <laughs> services, right? A lot yeah. of these old money services that... Well, that big corporations also, like, they're, they're trying to really figure it out because they 
obviously they're slow moving and they don't really know how to extract as much value out of these things just yet. So they're creating them and like they're having a little bit of fun with it, but they don't quite know how to actually yeah, drive that value within the community via these um, yeah. via these uh, NFTs and then also the social token yeah. uh, element to it as well. Yeah. But once you start to see players like Disney who have all of that IP come out and they, they create <laughs> their own collections and they build up their own social uh, token reserves and this sort of thing, yeah. who knows where that will take that company. It'll yeah. be incredible. Yeah, well, exactly. Well, that's the thing that I think we're seeing now, you know, um, it, it – when we talk about value, you think about the things that were previously intangible in business, right? And it's always brand. Like brand is this thing that gets you a long-term return on investment, mm-hmm. but you can never truly quantify it. Like it's mm-hmm. one of those things that like, you know, social media was probably the closest thing that you could, but then yeah. there's there's other companies out there and, and, and you're still not really attaching any kind of value to it. Yeah. Whereas now you're able to actually directly cr- create or, or, or quantify um, or add monetary value yeah. to a particular product service. Well, the internet person. wasn't built uh, with monet- like transactions in mind. You know, it was built to sort of allow brand or like businesses to sort of have a, a digital presence, and then that way uh, it was a, a former a, a way for them to globalize yeah. and yeah. become and more connect. just yeah. mainstream. Yeah. Whereas now we're actually building out this Web three, which is all that like it's the transactional layer of the internet. Yeah. You know, and that's where there's there's just going to uh, – we're going to be able to drive way more engagement and you'll be rewarded for that too. Yeah. Yeah, yeah that's where that value comes from, right? It's yeah. that transactional. You know, previously it was just information and you can't quantify information but it mm. exists. Yeah. Whereas now you're, you're able to – you know, this kind of um, placement of value that's coming from mm. – you know, these contracts and these kind of... That's, you know, you think about business, right? And you think about even back in the day, that's how you create value around something. Mm. Mm-hmm. You just place a value on it. That mm. becomes a contract. That's what you charge mm-hmm. and, and so on. And now it's digital uh, and it allows more participation yeah. outside of just, you, you know, yourself. You know, but it it's also you interesting within the art world, mm. there's the, always been the issue of authenticating yeah. real works. Yeah, well, there's no transparency No, on that's that. right. And, and that's what... Yeah, you have yeah. you have artworks that have been stolen or forged yeah. or lost or yeah. whatever, and then or you don't know who the original owner was. You don't know how much it's resold for. Exactly, and um, so the blockchain has uh, solved all of that. Yeah, and in I that guess it's on a ledger, and you know exactly where that piece of artwork is. Yeah, and 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 exactly, and like that's what the smart contracts are doing. Um, you know, the transparency of being able to see every single transaction that has taken place. Um, and then again, I think that will drive the value up because people are actually seeing like, Oh, that started at that. And like, look at what I've got it for now. And like that person sold his piece for this much. So we're going to, it's just like, it's such a cool cycle. Um, but yeah, like, you know, seeing, like for me, like a lot of my originals, I have no idea where they've ended up. Exactly. And, yeah. you know, I, I, my brother was actually um, inspecting a house a few months ago and he took a, like, he was in a house. It was like a rental property and he took a photo and it was like my signature um, and I think it was like 2014 or something. And I like didn't even remember that I'd done that piece. And he's like, who did you sell it to? I'm like, I have no idea. Mm. So I don't even know if I knew the person who was renting that house out, but it's just like, I can't, like, I try keep a good track and I'm very good with keeping names and like, but it's impossible. Like, mm. you know, the amount of pieces that I was pumping out, especially when I was like working 21 hours a day and yeah. sleeping, you know, <laughs> three hours a day. Yeah. Um, so yeah, that, that transparency 
is incredible. Um, but then now it's also amazing that you can capture that royalty yeah. naturally because yeah. you are the owner of that IP yeah. and that representation of your brand and yeah. that sort of thing. Yeah. Now you'll be able to actually capture that value uh, yeah. for yourself. And uh, I think yeah. like consumers are actually happy to do that because they're still mm-hmm. attached to that artist in some way because every time mm-hmm. it gets sold on, it's like, well, we know that that artist knows that we've, you know, on-sold it for X amount and um, – and I think that's where people are a bit like, oh, but is it like, do you get funny? And I'm like, no, like even when people paint over my work, like that's a story, tick that off. Mm. Like that's a journey in itself. Um, and, you know, if people are making money off my work too, amazing. Like they put their trust in me mm-hmm. initially to actually purchase that piece. So um, that's where people, I think, I think a bit like, oh, but do you get offended? I'm like, absolutely not. Like, it's so cool to see. Yeah, I think... So uh, cool to see. Yeah, and I mean, that that's where this utility comes in, right? Is like you yeah. add that royalty and as your brand individually grows, you know, like there's people on Instagram, they're going to be like, oh my God, Danielle's artwork painted that. Like, are you serious? Like, yeah. like what do you want for it? Like, I'll, pay, you know, like, oh, you know, can I buy that off you? Yeah. And, and that's where, that's where these NFTs over time. We're going to see it over time because you're going to like eventually be able to see on someone's public wallet that they've got all of these NFTs displayed and they'll be able to see, look, oh, wow. Like you've got Solid one of the original, yeah, yeah, you've got one of the original <laughs> Danielle artworks, yeah, uh, which they may have paid, I don't know, say ten dollars for. A couple of years later, they're like, you know what? I would like to be a part of that. I'll yeah. offer you five hundred dollars for it. Yeah, you get to capture, I don't know, fifty dollars of that yeah. sale. Yeah, everyone's happy. Everyone's happy. Yeah. yeah. So I want to yeah. I want to talk about potential examples that we've seen, uh, or even examples mm-hmm. of potential projects, right? Because it's I think this is where people get lost, right? Because at the moment we're still very much talking just about the artwork, and, and it feels like everyone's creating their own NFT collection now, yeah. and yeah. like which ones actually have value and which ones don't. That's the biggest question that you and I have been trying to ask. Mm-hmm. Uh, which is why we do think that a lot of these are just going to go to zero. 98%. That's a high, like 98% yeah. will fail. Like I'm just taking Gary V's word, but mm. I mean, he's been pretty right in other <laughs> circumstances. So. But this is where prestige will sort of come in and it'll be those communities that drive the most value yeah. that will actually be the ones that stand the test of time. Yeah. Yeah. I think that it's important to note like what we talk about when you, we talk about driving value, mm. right? Because there's, there's the artwork. And that's where it's starting right now. But there's going to be some NFTs that have no artwork, mm-hmm. right? So what makes that valuable? Mm-hmm. Uh, and a lot of it is, is what we've talked about is like the word utility keeps coming around, right? And I think what we, you know, just because so the listeners at home can understand the potential here, right? It's like, so the, the way I think about it and I kind of attach it with yours is like, you know, imagine that if someone bought your NFT, they got that gave them access to your community and then potentially you know there might you might have you know 50 nfts in total and like 40 of them would you know give you access to the community it would give you might run a yearly event you know whatever right yeah totally but then like 10 of them you you know um gives them access to one other piece of artwork yeah once a year yeah that gets to them so then all of a sudden we've got one nft or like 10 of them that now have much more value added to that nft than the other 40 that we were just talking about. Yeah. So therefore, that's how you can kind of get a gauge of potentially how one NFT can hold more value than mm-hmm. another outside yeah. of just the artwork. Yeah. So it can be utility, it can be, 
um, you know, the access that it gives you, you know, maybe one of them is, you know, you hold like, like what Gary Vee does where it's like, you know, he holds like a dinner yep. uh, or, you know, for you, it might be um, art classes or, yep. you know, virtual art classes yep. or something like that or, or, or whatever, but access to courses. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yep. So, so understanding that on the back end of an NFT, on the back end of the artwork is utility and really to make it, to, to be successful at it, I think that's what you have to master. You have to master the community side of it and and that and it's not necessarily the size of the community, mm-hmm. it's actually how genuine it is, yeah. right? And, and how aligned the vision is and that's really what we talk about, like think about what grows a brand, it's how aligned is the community with the company's vision? Yeah. And then you can reward uh, their, their, your customers and that sort of thing by um, providing social tokens and these sort of things uh, to uh, re- basically reward the engagement that they provide you. Because currently yeah. you can't really do that. Or you, you might be able to do it in, in terms of like providing... Access could, to events or... Not like, even. Like, you could put yeah. some... You might have a point system, mm. right? Yeah. But we know that people... Well, you look like, at the airlines, for example. They give out their rewards and, yeah. and all these sort of things. Imagine yeah. the possibilities that airlines have in this space. Because yeah. it's not even about the points, right? Like, what makes frequent flyers so successful is the fact that the points are attached to some type of monetary value. Yeah. Right? But and then it's also that social status too. You know, like, you get... If you have a certain amount of points, you might have then have access to being able to go into the lounge or whatever the case may be. Yeah, yeah, 100%. So I think that's that's the thing that we have to understand here. And, um, you know, we, we talked about it before, right? So not only when you sell an NFT is a royalty going to the creator, mm-hmm. um, but the access or the utility on the back end gets passed on to someone else, mm-hmm. right? So that's why Gary V, you know, like the V friends right now are, are doing really well because Gary at the core of what has been his success over the last 20 years has been his ability to understand what his customers want yep. as it relates to his yep. brand. That's right? the bottom line. So he creates great access and he just knows that. And that's why we're seeing V friends very successful because it's like, you know, like let's say Gary V is 95% correct as it relates to, you know, just like he was with social media, <laughs> but you know, let's say he does that again, you know, like we're talking probably one of the, the greatest business minds ever, you know, if you... If greatest you, marketing, for marketing, sure. Marketing, you know, yeah. like, like yeah. you know, the ability to build brand. Man, you know, what? what's one of these things going to be worth in, mm. in five to ten years if he gets that right and that clout just takes another step up, you yeah. know? And, and I think that's, that's really, as a consumer, what you're betting on. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. like that's, that's as... And right now, it's betting. It's betting. It like is. we're not yeah. beating around the bush. Yeah. There's no skill to this right now. It's betting. You know, you're betting on the project or the founder to be able to drive this forward. Yeah. Because the artwork might be great, but if the utility on the back end, you know, you know, you don't get that right, so you you you, you shonk that, or if that's a word. <laughs> um, I love but, that but, word. But but you know, if you're an incompetent founder. Right, and there's a lot of glitches, or there's a lot of muck ups, and and so on. Or you're solely in it for a cash grab. Exactly, like that's, that's sort of where it's at at the moment. Yeah. Let's be honest, yeah. and yeah. that's that's where you're seeing. Like, seeing so when that. you when you're purchasing, that's what you're that's what you're betting on, right? Yeah. That's why, like, you know, you'd rather bet on Gary V than some guy that you've never met or some girl that you've never met from down the road, right? But but that's where I think the social clout comes in. Yeah. Right, because what is cloud? Cloud's like, okay, well, this person has shown the ability previously to get the job done. Yeah. 
right? That's why Gary's got that clout. That's mm -hmm. why, you know, you'll be successful at it because you've been, you, you know, you're not doing anything different yeah. apart from utilising the utility of, of the software, right? Yeah. So I think that's going to be really important and that's that's definitely one thing that I've noticed even buying. Like I've had, I, I threw a blanket over, over quite a few and it was really interesting. Like um, there was one called my the, the Wolves one, right? And And like I was looking at it going into it going, okay, I went in there, community's pumping, a lot of interaction and I'm like, Great utility on the back end, right? Mm -hmm. So royalties, you know, um, so any second sales goes into a pool and then you get paid that out if you minted and, and so if you were part of the original owners and so on. And it was, it just seemed like such a great project out the bat. And then what I started to see, right, was that everybody in the community was all about getting the floor price up, mm -hmm. right? So they were like, they called mm -hmm. this thing like 10 den, right? And I'm like, what the fuck's 10 den, right? <laughs> I don't know, right? But, but what it meant was we want to get the floor price to 10 ETH. And that's all these people were, were interested in. That's, they, like, there's these guys just like keep repeating this. And I'm like, oh, yeah, I didn't think of anything at the time. But if I look back at that, I go, well, and, and then I look at something like Galaxy X, right? Which is another one, which is purely about great artwork. Yeah. Like that's what the, everybody's in love with. That's why you buy it. And the community wasn't interested in the floor price. They were more aligned into this grand vision that they wanted to create great artwork. And then, you know, so I look back at that and I go, well, the, it's, it's not about the amount of engagement or the amount of people in the community, but it's about how genuine that community is yeah. and how aligned they are with the project's vision. Because what happened was as soon as that floor price didn't hit 10 ETH or didn't everyone even get anywhere any close, everyone just... Yeah. Evacuated. Evacuated. Boarded mission. And it just plummeted, right? Yeah. So, See, so I've I looked at it from a different point of view. I have looked at it from the projects that have been creating this sort of subculture. Yeah amongst the projects so you look at board apes you look at your sub ducks you look at v friends and all this sort of thing and they're actually creating like a almost like a um like a game or uh like a cartoon or yeah. some sort of ip around the actual uh nfts that were created and yeah. this is what's actually driving those communities oh, i disagree you don't think so I think everybody says they're going to do that, mm -hmm. right? We don't it's, know. So it's not, it's, <laughs> not, it's not what the utility is because everybody's like, yeah, I'm going to create a game. I'm going to create this. I'm going to create that. What you, you, you're not even going to get to that point unless you get the, these fundamentals right. You know what I mean? Because like they said they were going to do that. The Wolves game yeah, but said they did. The execution on these projects has exactly. been far superior. Yeah, yeah. yeah exactly, right? Exactly. Yeah. And it's because that's what I look at is like it's, it's the, like you didn't buy board a – Yacht Club because you wanted to make all that money. Like I'm sure some people did, but the majority of that community is actually more worried about what's happening in the community mm. and, and the utility on the background. And then what we're seeing is that the founder's ability to execute is far superior. Yeah. Right? You know, I, I look we're at... We're seeing um, that in certain DAO projects as well, like the friends with benefits and all these sort of things. It's more about what you can actually build from those communities mm. as opposed to just being out there to make money. Yeah. yeah. And, and, and that's what, you know, that's what keeps people around, right? It's the... It's, you know, if you have a genuine connection with that vision, mm. you, you're going to stick around through the tougher times, mm. right? When the floor mm. price drops, mm -hmm. that's what keeps you invested in it, right? Mm. That's what yeah. keeps you actually wanting to kind of continue on because you're not just there to make money. You're there because you believe in the vision. Yeah. Mm -hmm. uh, and I, and think I think V Friends is probably a good example of that. Like a lot of people are like, oh, like why are you just buying a little cartoon on a page that I drew in kindergarten? It's mm. like, well... If you see what the the bigger picture, mm. like you you know, you could potentially 
as you said, we don't know until we see it happen. But you know, you you could be getting royalties from this You've little cartoon, don't you? Yeah, well, that's like, what you've got to back him in. But like, I see, I envision him, you know, creating cartoons or mm. children's, you know, um, games or yeah. movies and putting these characters mm-hmm. into these movies, mm-hmm. and you're going to be getting royalties from something that you might have, like, not even known why you were buying it at the start. <laughs> Crazy. <laughs> Like <laughs> exactly. well, that's so, that's why I got into V Friends. Yeah, yeah, I saw like, that oh, he was going to build out the next uh, Marvel or the yeah. next Disney out of these yeah. uh, and we cartoons. Just, we yeah. just don't know. Like, so I get like where you're like, oh, but but there's some people, and and that's as you said, like it's it's who's backing it, and you mm. got to back. But he was also upfront yeah. and said, look, if this doesn't work out, like I'm yeah. trialing this, I'm going to back it with my own money. Yeah. So yeah. he he will refund yeah. uh, anyone who buys in. So yeah. you just know that someone like that, he's yeah. he's so authentic to he his is. community. He is. And even when he wasn't to ready it. to launch, he was like, guys, like, um, you know, I'm not mm. ready. Like, this is so crazy. And then he mm. pushed it back. Like someone like that, like that's, that's huge, you know? So yeah, it's interesting. We don't know, but I think that's, pretty pretty cool um so that's probably a good for the listeners that's probably gives you a little bit of insight like if you see art like that that you look at and you're like where's the value in that that's probably a little bit of insight into the potential of where that will go um obviously things that you know that are animated or have a story behind the artist and things like that that you'll actually see that value firsthand but um yeah it's it's very it's i think it's just hard you know, people look at it and like, what? Like, what What are you buying that for? Um, yeah. But well, yeah. It's also yeah. interesting looking at uh, projects like Axie Infinity. You know, they've sort of created this new economy where you can play to earn as opposed to where you just go in and like you, you can make money from streaming and all this sort yeah. of thing. Now you actually, the more time you spend in the game doing different challenges and all these sort of things, you can then build up like your your little collectibles and that sort of thing within this yeah. community, and then you can on sell them to people who don't want to spend those forty hours accumulating that yeah. ten dollar yeah. item and this sort of thing. And now you're seeing people actually being able to make uh, a living off of this, yeah. uh, of playing. And yeah. I just think that is fascinating, unreal. And we know that the gaming world has, you know, people have been making crazy money. And it's taken off, especially yeah. now with COVID, people sitting at home playing yeah. more games and this sort of thing. But NFTs, like, eventually they'll probably be able to create this layer mm-hmm. where you'll then be able to exchange NFTs throughout different games and there's yeah. going to be all these different utilities and this sort of thing. It's just going to be so interesting. It's crazy. It's Not that any of us are really gamers. No, but and that's what I was going to say. Like, I've never been a gamer, but that's sort of one, um, I guess... That's that's one factor that sort of helped me get my head around it, and it's because mm. I was like, but like you don't get a physical thing, and they're like, but yeah, but when you buy like something on skins or whatever it's called, like mm. or for, Fortnite, like do you yeah. actually you know put that in your pocket and walk around with it? Like you you don't. Yeah. It's not. Well, I heard this know? point. It was like, uh, what's the difference between physical art and digital art? Yeah. Physical art goes up on the wall, but we actually spend more time looking at a screen these yeah, days. Yeah, exactly. So Literally. where would you attribute yeah. more value? I yeah. probably would attribute it more to something that's on my screen. Yeah. And you got people rolling around with like their what they've bought, like as their profile pictures and like that's it. Discord it's a social status. Yeah, it it's is. that blue check mark on Instagram. Yeah, yeah. still can't get that. <laughs> yeah, <I> mean, <laughs> my mind's racing right now, right? And I just keep thinking about the 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 way it changes business models and the business applications yeah. because, like you said, right? Like I, I look at gamers and art, and and this is kind of the first use case for it. And mm-hmm. you look at they're, they're probably the people who had the hardest time doing what they're passionate about mm-hmm. and 
it being accepted by society as something that was genuinely something you should be spending your time to do. Yeah. You know, like what, you know, like, like gaming, like, you know, like I heard something funny the other day. It's like uh, about around Axie Infinity. It's like one guy said, well, it's, it's the first time my wife actually wants me to spend more time gaming. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> and, but it's so true. Cause it's like, usually yeah. it's like, you know, once you hit a certain age, it's like, it's unacceptable to do yeah. that anymore. And, yeah. and I would assume with art, it's like, well, Oh, like, well, you know, that can you really make this work? Yeah. Right? Can you really make this happen? Like, well, I think should I s- you be spending your time doing that? Totally. Well, I said to you in the last, I think the last podcast, like, I will be working on massive projects in the street and people still come up to me and say, Oh, like, what do you do for a real job? Mm. Like, yeah. you just do well, there is this that stereotype. Anyone like, who goes and does an art degree at uni is, this is volunteer work, yeah. and it's just like I'm gonna shove my paintbrush up my ass. But yeah, it's just like it's funny. Like, it's laughable because yeah. it, it is as and and we're in it, and as you said now, like these are the people that are really stepping up first are the ones that have ha- had been have been faced with these adversities and I guess these struggles. And it doesn't matter how big my project get projects get and how big my clients get I still have that you know stigma somewhat attached to me so if this is just another like sort of um I guess pathway to be like hey nah like we've got this like we're first here now and and yeah it's just sort of changing that and and look it is getting better you know it's shifting and um this space is always evolving but wild Mm. I look forward to seeing what happens as brands start to well, you look at, I think, uh, the the NFTs that uh, NBA came out with, the uh, NBA Top Shop. I think that was such a cool project because you think about what the NBA is, they're a massive marketing agency. Yeah. You know, and so they, and Huge. like you see all the viewership and that sort of thing declining oh. on the NBA, but it's not really because what are people doing now? They're going and like, they're looking at LeBron James's stories on Instagram yeah. They're uh, placing bets on the games and all these sorts of things. Yeah. It's now just expanded this economy now even further and now yeah. you're going to be able to exchange these collectibles and this sort of thing. And and again, community, because yeah. people are talking about it, something else to talk about. And, exactly. You know, it just drives even more engagement around yeah. the game. Yeah. And it's interesting, I was, I was listening to a podcast the other day um, and they had Des Bryant on, mm-hmm. you know, the NFL guy and a lot of NFL players and athletes are starting to come out with their own now. Mm-hmm. And, and the way he talked about it was like, you know, when he was playing NFL, like, you know, the the franchise that he was with would come in and say, oh, like, or the NFL would come in and be like, oh, we'll give you 50 grand and we need you to sign 200, 200 um, you know, jerseys. Mm-hmm. Uh, and and then it's like, you know, like, man, these guys just want to make money off me. Like, that's that's really all they want to do, you mm-hmm. know. Um, and he was talking about, like, he he signed, he had his own brand. I don't know if you've seen him. Like, he's got this, he's got this thing that was like, throw up the X. Yeah. Right. And and he used to do that in every game, and he had his own brand, you know, like like t-shirts and all these kind of things. And then he was signing with, I think it was Nike or something, and Nike were like, "Oh, well, you if you want to sign with us, like you you can't do your own brand, mm-hmm. right?" And mm-hmm. it's like so so you got all these corporations, mm-hmm. right, who are like trying to take advantage. Yeah. And that's kind of how it works, right? Yeah. It's like, you know, oh, it's exactly. in art, yeah. you know, you've you got big galleries trying to take advantage of small artists mm-hmm. and, and people yeah. that are new to the world and, and so on. So you've got these big corporations, right, that are, are, are kind of taking advantage of, of people who, you know, you just see it don't in the have music. that power. You yeah. see it in the music world too. So I think Taylor Swift had that big spat with her producer 
yeah. uh, over the last year. And she was sort of fighting about who actually owns the, the IP and the value. Mm-hmm. Because obviously a lot of that money goes off to the producer. It goes off to a company like Spotify and yep. all these sort of things. Whereas now you're going to start to see... Uh, musicians and other sort of artists come out with their own sort of collections and they'll be able to capture all of that value for themselves Mm -hmm. and they'll be able to then be able to take control of that for themselves and then comes um, back to that middleman just that's it yeah Yeah. and it'll it'll force these (laughs) other companies like uh, Spotify and that sort of thing to come to the table and actually um, give more value back to that uh, that creator yeah 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 and we'll see that in in all sorts of fields yeah exactly yeah and I think this is the future, right? Like this is the future of business. It's, mm. it's you know, the ability to create value in front of the paywall, mm-hmm. right? So previous it was like pay your subscription, buy the product, and then you get these kind of things. Whereas mm. now it's like even just something like social tokens, like you're, you know, if you own a, uh, social tokens, there will be certain utility on the back end. That's, yep. that's where they differentiate to NFTs, right? Mm-hmm. It's like NFTs is unique. You're buying one of them. So you're probably going to pay more for one NFT than what you are a social token, depending on what company or, or project it's attached to. But um, when the, within these social tokens, you can create different layers. So if you own more of a social token, you have more utility. Um, but you can also they can also be very, very similar in nature. And you can use those social tokens within particular economies to do certain things, right? So you can spend, you know, I think in Axie Infinity, you can spend SLP and Axie to breed, mm-hmm. you can you, mm-hmm. you can continuously and it continuously creates this cycle that only ever creates more value, mm-hmm. um, and and I think that's the the real interesting thing is that we're literally going to see business models change mm-hmm. purely because of the fact that now you can you can remove gatekeepers, you can create more participation, yeah. you can create a direct relationship with your fans where the gatekeepers aren't moving the goals on you, yeah, uh, and and it creates. It almost accelerates the because you can create, you know, you can make brand tangible and you can put monetary mm. value now, mm-hmm. and and more importantly, you can create the right incentives, right? Yeah. So no longer are your fans just giving you attention for free. Mm. You're actually flipping that, and the fan can earn money. Yeah, it's like we'll give you something for back. being your yeah. fan, yeah. and it's like, and they can get in, they can actually get involved in helping. To spread Just, via yeah. marketing and, and getting the word out there about like a, a certain song or whatever it might be, you know? Yeah, and, and the people want to do that, right? Yeah. Like yeah. people are doing that now for free. That's what social media is. Mm-hmm. Now imagine imagine you, you can... You get you can, rewarded. Yeah. You get paid for it's that. Cra- it's, it's crazy awesome. though because like people choose to watch my shit every day. Like it's nuts. <laughs> and imagine like, they, and that yeah. someone enjoys uh, the work yeah. that you do and any share that they do, they get rewarded now, with a social yeah. token. And it's funny because like I've only got 40 people in my Discord and I'm just like legends like we're gonna <laughs> like we're gonna repay like, because it's so new and it's just cool but like the community in there already is like everyone's starting to chat and like mm. saying oh, I've got this and like what have you got and and um yeah cool but like it's it's like you will get rewarded for like believing in something that is new and believing in me essentially when you actually don't know how this is going to pan out and we've already seen like obviously it was like april may there was a massive influx and we've already seen that a bit of a drop so mm. just interesting to see and the and the, ba- the the basic level of tokenomics kind of creates that network effects right so it's mm. like if you get those incentives right mm. not only is it gonna like because you know how does it how does a token go up in value well you know more people have to be buying than selling and you basically just need your your um you know, your customers to hold the token, right? Yeah. And 
That way, when more people buy, the value of the token starts to grow. Yeah. So if you get those incentives right, not only is the person going to make money from the token going up, they're also going to be incentivized to bring more people into, into that, that network, yeah. which will drive the value and of it even get, more. They'll get even more rewards for doing that. Exactly. Too. Yeah. So this is why this is why this 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 whole world right now is literally eating everything because the business models of the past are just so mm. redundant. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's just about adoption now. Yeah. Like you know, the quicker that this gets adopted, the quicker that Bitcoin gets adopted, the quicker that everything else around it, these new business models, start yeah. to normalize. Yeah. Uh, and I just think that you know, I really want to be a part of that. Yeah. 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 It's it's cool. Like I've already sold prints and things and for payment of um, crypto. Like it's so cool. Mm. It's nuts. And That's like trying amazing. to explain that to people, like, but and I'm like. Like I could take it out if I want. Like, but like, but how did you get paid? I'm like, well, it's in my wallet. Like, mm. I've got it there. And they're like, mm. but, but I'm like, the payment's there. Like, it's instant. It's quick. I don't have to wait five days for, a you know, a bank um, payment to come through or whatever it is. But I mean, I, I did a painting for the Yankees, and their check took like two months to get to me. Mm. Like, they sent a check mm. in did the mail. Painting for the Yankees? Yeah, I did. Yeah. Jeez. Yeah, cool, but. <laughs> but, um, that's and like, the rock <laughs> like these corporations imagine the like, uh, collaborations you'll be able to do yeah with certain organizations and you'll be able to print nfts uh doing this, this and is then the rock right now <laughs> <laughs> Dora, i've already got thoughts on, on what to, <laughs> um especially seeing that you just brought a song out too so if it happens just let me hang out with you <laughs> i'll let you i'll let you know i'll keep you posted well gary like uploaded a photo with him the other day i'm like cool i'll be sending that one i'm doing a few <laughs> Um, but yeah no back to that like it's crazy like these big corporations I think are gonna you know they're gonna have to adopt like (laughs) adopt this well any sort of interaction that you have with a client now is basically a contract and so now that we're going to be able to use all of those sort of uh, facility like that engagement it'll eventually turn into some sort of NFT so it could be buying an event to to go and see someone live or it might just be going to the cinema or whatever it might the sale of your home all these sort of uh, use cases will be applied to NFTs and then there'll be social tokens underlying that as the currency for NFTs as well yeah and I think the thing that we need to highlight here is with how instant it is and that's something that we so good like (laughs) we we need more of and we've been so slow at Mm. at, i guess you know i think like even our internet in australia like what are we doing like we've got the slowest internet in the world Mm. um but yeah having that you know you've got that money instant um obviously with your nfts it's a bit different to crypto the the liquidity in that is you know you don't you need a buyer just to on sell. So like probably another thing that we should highlight. But mm-hmm. yeah, in saying that, like those transactions are so quick. It's so cool. It is amazing, yeah. especially for uh, being yeah. an investor. I spend yeah. all my time having money yeah. overseas. And yeah, oh and, like, God. Oh, like, and even like yeah. sometimes I send prints out that I've never been paid for because I've just, you know, trusted that client. Like, you know, the career's coming, everything's going that day. I send it out. I never get that payment. Whereas if we've got that, instant transaction that's trusting of you yeah i don't do that anymore <laughs> i've learned the hard way but um yeah simple things like that for, for, for business owners in general it's just yeah, yeah it's not even as a uh, like even mitigating things like american express holding on to your transaction for 30 days mm. like that sort of thing can really put a put a dent on your business yeah. and how it operates and now yeah. we just have these instantaneous with the mm. lightning network and strike and this sort of thing it's just yeah it's going to accelerate the world in such a fast manner yeah it's really exciting yeah people are going to buy wait. homes like it's gonna it's not just you know ah it, it'll be yeah it'll be um 
Correct. Art just seems like it was yeah. the, the most, um, or I guess maybe the easiest to yeah. apply initially. Yeah. I, I mean, I, I, I think it's who needs it the most. Because mm. that's, I, I truly believe that's where innovation happens. Mm. You know, like who needs it the most? Because that's usually what drives that innovation to occur. Yeah. You know, like if you need something, like, and you need to create some, you know, that you need to, you need to create some type of product to fix the, the bigger problems. That's where it comes, you know. Like that's why I think, like, you know, uh, like um, Bitcoin, right? Like whoever the fuck invented Bitcoin <laughs> did it yeah. at a time where it was needed most. Yeah, you know what I mean. And yeah. then the okay, what's the first use cases? Well, you know, that's why we're seeing people in the Philippines and adopt, yeah. you know, the uh, crypto a lot quicker than the, the Western world and 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 so on and and. You know, I just, control I just back to the people. Innovation yeah. comes to those who need it the most. And if you think of art, yeah. that's probably the place that it was needed the most and gaming as well. Yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. Because it's the pe- those people are the ones, you know, think about it. An artist, how much time do they spend painting without any reward? Yeah, but then you could also argue that a small, like, f- family-run business, they, they also need it the most too. No, because like they're existing. I think, you know, it depends what kind of family-run mm-hmm. business. Mm-hmm. Think about the difference between this is the the easiest use case I can use. Think about the difference between selling paintings and and I'm talking like you might be just a little shop who sells paintings compared to a single creator who has to paint the paintings and then try distribute. Mm. Right? And and think about the difference in what those two like who spends more time? You know, who spends more time mm. for that for the return? Mm. Right? It's the painter. Mm-hmm. So it's like for me it's like whoever needs it the most, that's how I look at innovation is like they're going to be the first ones to use I guess it. you also can apply it to the events industry as well. So yeah. like you can capture a certain event where like it holds so much value, capture that in an NFT uh, and that is something that people would want to own. Like I think of something like, I don't know, the weekend at the Super Bowl. Imagine being able to own that moment or Jimi Crazy. Hendrix. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Like imagine something like yeah. that. That'd be so cool. Or like yeah. the Beatles last performance. Yeah. Yeah. It's not just, it's not just. Uh, music's another big one, right? Yeah. Like yeah. music's the yeah. other use case. It's like yeah. who needs it? The artist. Yeah. Because yeah. like you think about, okay, we only see the big artists, but how many out there? Well, they make all their, their, they make all their money from touring now. They don't mm-hmm. make it from actually creating uh, yeah. the music. Yeah. So it gives that power back yeah. to them. Yeah, and we've seen a lot of musicians jump on too. Like, I mean, Steve yeah. Aoki, he's mm. he's jumped on Eminem. Rich the Kid. Yeah, heaps. What about that? Have you heard about that TikTok um, rapper? Um, no. He literally built his name from rapping, and really? I think he's gonna. I think he's he's gonna have the highest selling. Oh, I'm not gonna. Don't quote me on this, but it's like maybe it's like the a certain amount of. Is it Little Nas? Don't, don't know. know. Little Nas? No, I'm not sure. G- Little Nas, I'm pretty sure, and he's a TikTok rapper, and yeah. and you know, like for him, it's like think about, and he's young, mm-hmm. it's like he's coming up in this world, like he's not going to produce, nah. man, he's dropping NFTs. Yeah. But right imagine, now. Yeah. imagine you have a collection of all of these different events and that sort of thing, then you can create your own sort of streaming platform, where then you can just drive people towards this platform and then uh, get value from it. it yeah. like it'll create a yeah. whole new economy in that regard too. Yeah, mm. and it won't just be like, for example, with what I endeavour to do, like it won't just be like the the, the original artwork. You you know you might have um, cards and and things like that with me spinning the artwork and like little like animated things mm. as well. Have so music in the background. Yeah, like yeah. just so you just like there's so many 
roads that people can take, especially with uh, like musicians and things like that too. So I, I'm yeah. I'm interested to to see how you go with the back end utility. Like mm. I, you know, I'm I'm interested. Yeah, to see we'll what be watching closely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, we were talk like what we touched on it last week. Like the physical. How do we bridge that gap between the physical painting and and because I've still got that and mm. there's a people who are doing it at the moment, but Keep that's it. something that no, you've got to distribute it. I'm navigating. But then that at the can moment. be something that. That can be something that is special for that initial buyer. Yeah. In that they can then on sell that NFT, but then be able to keep that physical piece. Yeah. And the value is really only in that NFT. Well, you, that, the value in is in the NFT yeah. exactly. It's crazy. But what about what about if you looked at it the other way, right? And you said, well, what is like, what's the one thing that as an artist you always have to do? We well, have to give your art away. Mm. Well, not anymore. Mm. Well, yeah, that's right too. Yeah. But then you're just going to end up with a house full of paintings. Yeah, I may have put it on these pieces. No, no, no. You've got your own art gallery. Own vault. <laughs> you've got your own art gallery. Yeah. Mm. Right? So you've actually got your own physical art gallery. You've got your own collection and you can still monetize the piece on the back end. Mm. It, it's a, a weird dichotomy where, like, who is the actual owner, though? Yeah. Because the, the NFT is the... the uh, authenticity within the blockchain, but then you've got to the, the digital piece of artwork, right? Yeah. Not to the original, because yeah, the original it's an the, interesting one. Yeah, but you, it's so crazy, yeah. isn't it? Yeah, <laughs> but yeah. See, for me, like if like I've authenticated that that JPEG, that that digital file, that original doesn't hold any value anymore. Well, Maybe to someone else it still will, but the actual value is in that. But intrinsically to you, yeah. like, you know, you said like there's pieces of artwork that you've done that you're mm. never going to see again. Mm. And it's like, I, I think that's the opportunity. I think yeah. it's a way to monetize without giving away absolutely everything. Yeah. You know, yeah. like, like that's what an artist has to do, right? It's like, you know, we talked, you said it before. It's like, if you're a, if you're a singer, you know, and, and that song, who owns the IP? Well, Fuck, and that should never even be a, a question, yeah. a question yeah. right? Yeah. Whereas, like, you know, yeah, like, you can sell this digital one and, and there's only one of them, mm. but you still, like, and I think that's the yeah. opportunity is, like, it's it's not even about whether you do or you don't, it's about having the choice. Yeah, mm. yeah, it's cool. And that's, that's cool. And that's what's exciting for me because it's like, oh, like, what do I, like, so I just want to give, like, mm. <laughs> so I'm like, just give it away, like, give it away. Yeah. But it's figuring out you know, what happens when it does get sold on and, and, and whatnot as well. Yeah. So, mm. um, yeah, I mean, I'm, you know, thinking giving away prints and, and heaps of things. Like, it's really exciting. I touched on so. this on our conversation that we all had last week about yeah. how you can then sort of become entrapped to your community yeah. and they sort of dictate terms. Yeah. We may want to finish on this, t- on this note, but I just want to, like, get it from your point of view as to yeah. what your thoughts are around that. Yeah, so I spoke about earlier about like having a passive income and obviously building a community like this is something else to wrap your head around and something else to be present in. Mm. Um, So I'm obviously working with a team of people. I've put my hand up and said like there's absolutely no way I can do this on my own. So, um, but the value is in having, is having like that direct contact with your your, um, consumers. So it does, it does lock you in a bit. but I feel like in business, like you try to create passive incomes and here and there, but you always have to be there anyway. So it's like, yeah, with a community like this, yes and no. Like obviously, you know, I've got my prints and I can have someone that sends them out and deals with it. But I know you disagree no, no. with this. I don't. Yeah. I don't. I think it's. I think it's the wrong. 
way to look at it. Yeah, exactly. You're already yeah. trapped to your audience. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. You're kidding yourself if yeah. you think you're not. It's yeah. what you I do every day. You spend six hours a day on your phone, yeah. posting every day, yeah. capturing your whole life. Yeah. You're already doing it. Now you're just getting paid fucking sit back bank. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So this it's is, perspective. I was talking, yeah. I was sitting here yesterday, right? With I, was I sit, it. I was sitting here yesterday with um, like some, some guys I'm working with and it's funny, like they're, they're – um, like they're just real funny dudes and they're like fucking they're like, Man, that's sit back money. You know what I mean? <laughs> they're like, we're, we're having that conversation and it's such a great way to put it. I think like you're already trapped to your audience. Yeah. You know, like think about it. Why do I post like what are we doing right now? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like if we think we're not already doing that, yeah. we're kidding ourselves. It's now we just get paid good money to yeah. do it and it's the power's in our hands, not in Instagram. Yeah. <laughs> it's just it's another commitment and it's another thing to build and be there and be it present. Is. But it's exactly what we do. It's you're right. Mm. Like so it is perspective. Um it's a it's a lot because like it's a and, and as you know, obviously I finished my first piece that I was gonna drop, it was like six months ago. And then I step back and I'm like, why am I here? Like, what, mm. you know, like, why did I start this journey in the first place? And everything that I sort of read about and looked into, you know, all artists would say, like, just as long as you stay true to, like, your style you and are. what you hear and why you're here, what you do and why you're here, then, it, you know, you have a good chance of it working. And obviously, like, I care about my consumers too. So I didn't mm. want to just smack something out there and be, hope for the best and, and not have any idea well, as to what... Well, that's product market fit, isn't it? Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So, um, and that's, you know, sort of tapping back into cash grabs. Like, that's exactly what I didn't want to do. So as much as like we were like, get them out, like do the NFTs, like do it. Um, it was, I, t- you know, took 10 steps back and I was like, what do I want to communicate through this? And, and you'll see that through my collections. Like, it's not just you know, me smacking something out. It, they've all got um, a story behind it and all got a connection to me and what I believe in and where and, and whatnot as well. So, um, and 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 with, through that, like, it's a beautiful thing. Like, you can, you know, as I said, like, with the originals and my other pieces, I generally, you know, I keep in contact with a lot of my clients, but there's only so many people you can talk to in a day. Yeah. Mm. So, this community sort of having everyone in, in that space. They know I'm there and they know I'm watching. I'll try to keep... We yeah. often find they sort of drive for the... The community and yeah. the chatter and all this sort yeah, of thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I sort of just Especially like Especially in over. Discord. Discord just goes off. Oh, my God. I can't keep it. Yeah. Like mine's like the big ones. Like, And that's why I kind of like a small Discord, like mm. a small community on Discord because I don't understand how people are across the ones that have like mm. whether the, the meta. It's not. It's got like hundreds, yeah. hundreds of thousands. Yeah, 50,000. Crazy. Yeah. Crazy. It's not about the it's, – it's, it's honestly – and I think that's the beauty of this. It's yeah. actually not about the qu- – the qu- uh, quantity yeah exactly it's about the quality, quality. right so yeah. and i think that's the cool thing here is like yeah. there's no value in quantity anymore it's actually in quality and yeah and it's about building deeper relationships with your customers totally yeah that's really what this whole thing is a contract mm. is a it's a transaction it's which saying, is why you do this for yeah. me and i'll do this for you yeah. and that's really what you're doing is yeah. that you're doing it digitally now which means it's scalable yeah. uh, and it allows you to create really you know much deeper relationships with totally. your customers yeah mm. yeah all right so last thing we're all going to talk. What are we? Mo- and we're all just going to say the thing that we're most excited about, as it relates to obviously what we've talked about today: NFTs and blockchain. What's the What's the one thing we're excited to see? Oh, there's only I can only disclose so much, but I'm excited by the real estate aspect. That's what it really excites me. I, I'm not going to elaborate anymore. <laughs> All right, dude. <laughs> <laughs> I am incredibly excited to see. Uh, beautiful communities grow that have like trust 
in the creator and in their vision and um, incredibly excited to see control given back to creatives mm. and value given back to consumers and um, excited to also see how artists maintain like their truth and um, and for me, the big thing is to just continue to tell stories through my work. Simple as that. That's awesome. Exciting. Amazing. Um, I think for me, the thing I'm most excited about as it relates to, you know, blockchain, crypto, NFTs is I I truly think it could really start to solve some of the world's problems around equality. Yeah. Equal opportunity. You know, I think I'm excited to see what it does to the wealth gap. I'm, I'm excited to see what it does for third world countries. I'm excited to see what it does for you know, uh, industries that don't have the same opportunity as potentially you know, industries that had, had gone forward. So I think I think more than anything, I, I really hope that this is the start because it seems that it is of, of, you know, a world that comes closer together than what it does spreading apart. We just have to hope that um, the governments around the world will allow this to, uh, to proceed yeah. and to allow innovation to keep uh, moving forward, especially in communist countries, it's very hard. Well, I mean, there's all the censorship yeah. and that sort of thing, yeah, which as well, is uh, very tricky. Yeah. Uh, but even within our own developed countries as totally. well, uh, you see a lot of like the SEC and and these sort of things come out saying that the securities and that sort of can stifle innovation. So yeah, yeah. I mean, I think that's the beautiful thing about. But innovation, then it allows it to go yeah. to other areas of the world where they're more open and freer. Like you look at El Salvador and mm. the Philippines so and cool. all these sort of countries that will be able to on board this and yeah. it'll hopefully be able to lift them out of um yeah yeah third world country Th- that's what i mean yeah. right like that's what i'm excited about i think i think they're going to take the opportunity because innovation is mm. born from people who are in places or situations of lesser opportunity because why wouldn't they yeah they've got nothing to lose exactly yeah. and that's the key you know that's what i'm excited about more than anything i think mm. we're already seeing it and and i think i think it we're in a pretty chaotic time right now in 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 society, um, and I think it's come from the old models and the old systems not working anymore. And mm. I think I'm, well, I'm hoping on the other side of it that this brings us together. That can elaborate on the the sort of real estate premises that it will allow uh, real estate to be a lot more inclusive too, <laughs> through fractionalized ownership and all these sorts if of. If I can want to be, Jesus. Yeah, yeah yes. I mean, with the Ooh. markets the way that they are, yeah. <laughs> crazy, yeah, crazy. Yeah. Yeah, but I mean, there's so many hurdles in place for people to to get into the property market, whereas this should be able to solve a lot of those problems yeah. too. And so that's that's what I'm excited about. Yeah, yeah, I, I totally agree. Especially for people like sole traders and business owners that find it so hard to. That's yeah. right. Just being yeah. able to provide income statements yeah. and all those sort of things, yeah. a lot of the banks won't touch no, them. No, doesn't matter how much you know. Or they're being priced yeah. out of the market yeah. and then having to move into regional or into very very small apartments yep. and this sort of thing and that's no way no and they're way not being priced out of the market because they're any lesser no right or yeah it's nothing that no. they're doing it's wrong. nothing they can control exactly right? so so exactly. that's important yeah. and those goalposts are getting like they're constantly yeah, getting moved and more, more unreachable it's crazy exactly yeah, yeah. I, yeah. I remember purchasing my property i had to jump through so many hoops and it's just like wow like this yeah. is insane of ripping my hair out it's like what are we gonna do this again it puts you off like you know mm. you, yeah so well even just to be able to save up a deposit now that time has practically doubled yeah because wages haven't in, like we talk about this on the investors yeah. podcast wages haven't increased and so this savings has become a lot harder, harder. to come by but your deposit all of a sudden has gone from fifty thousand to a hundred thousand yeah. in the space of a year yeah like, how unfair yeah. is that? Yeah. There's no equality there. And you're no. paying more taxes than the people that have mm. the property. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 
Mm-hmm. Taxes. Fun. <laughs> 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 All right, guys. That's the business of blockchain episode. So we kind of dove in. We're obviously going to talk about this a lot more. I think it's not going away. This is um, a fun topic it's to fun. talk about. It's great. It's great. And I think it's 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 great. The collaboration that we're yeah. all getting from this is great too. Seeing it from different perspectives and, and still learning, really. That's, yeah, I think we said last week, like, you're like, I'm all, I'm all over it. And then someone else says something else. Like, even you just mentioned something yeah. today. I'm like, I have no idea what I'm, what? Huh? Who? Like, <laughs> back to square one. Yeah. Mm. yeah. But it's even just exciting seeing someone like yourself who's a creator. Yeah. Um, seeing someone do it from that side of things yeah. because yeah. obviously we're not on that side just yeah. yet. But it's yeah. just so interesting. Yeah. You guys are like, hey, tell me what you're doing. I'm like, hey, can you help me buy my <laughs> first NFT? <laughs> yeah. yeah, we want in on the pre-sale, by the way. <laughs> yeah. Okay. No. Yeah. Well, are you in, are you in my Discord? I just want to meet the rock. Yet, How rude. He's not even in my Discord. <laughs> I just want to meet the rock. If you can make that happen. That's even the like, only reason I'm here, right? He just yeah. wants to meet the rock. Yeah. <laughs> just let's FaceTime him right now. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys. Um, I want to say a massive thank you to thank you. Thank you. Yeah, um, I appreciate you. You're amazing. Thanks for having um, me. I want to say a massive thank you to to John, to Brados for joining uh, on, on the potty as well. Um, and then, of course, to, to you, the listeners. Um, ugh, man, we're getting so much support right now. Mm. And, and it's it's crazy to kind of see all this happening. So just really appreciative for everybody. Um, you know, it, like, it, honestly, we can't do this without you guys. You, you, we're enslaved to you. Yeah, but, it, you know, <laughs> like, it, we really enjoy it. And I think it's, it's great to see people... <laughs> actually joining in on the mission thanks for that Brado um, to, to kind of aligning with the vision and aligning with the mission he's just bringing that home I'm just bringing that point home, home. <laughs> he just doesn't want it just that's right just a cheap shot right back uh, in there <laughs> no, but, but thank you guys um, all the comments all the shares um, even that we're getting a few more reviews on the podcast like that's something that we're super appreciative of it creates more social clout for us which allows us to to, to continue to expand and that's something that we really want to do so we're just really appreciative and wait till we bring out our social token hey, we'll we do have projects coming we do yeah, have projects do. coming so there are a lot of projects coming where we want to we want to kind of bring you guys in on this as well so hey, really I, appreciative I guys. better be first in on that too thank you very much <laughs> <laughs> we help you out you help yeah. us <laughs> yeah. alright guys really hope you enjoyed the episode remember to subscribe and we'll see you next week <laughs>